What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Keeping It Kayfabe podcast. I'm Greg. And I am Dangerous Dustin Dynamite. And welcome to the first episode. Yes, so the way this is going to work, what we're going to be doing on this podcast is every week we are going to be reviewing Raw and Dynamite and any other wrestling news that uh, comes out that we want to talk about here. But uh, we'll, be re- we'll be reviewing both shows and giving our grades as to which one we think uh, won for the week. Which, yeah. uh, and anything you all have to add, anything, any questions you got or theories you got, post them in the chat and we'll talk about that too. Yeah, we'll try to keep up with it and get all the questions answered. But uh, let's uh, let's jump right into it, man. So uh, we'll we'll talk about Raw first here. So, yes, sir. Uh, so Raw opens up with a Cody promo, which, I mean, I like all his promos. He's good on the promos. Every promo he gives is, is pretty spot on. He is way over with the fans, definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, after that Hell in a Cell shit, he was, I mean – He'll never not be over, I don't think. And I'll admit, I, I thought that his bruise from his uh, pec tear was uh, Hollywooded up a little bit by WWE with, like, paint. But apparently it's that's just how a torn pec looks, and it looks hideous. You know, I was really flabbergasted that there was actually people out there that thought that was fake. I mean, but I guess... People haven't seen a bad bruise before. I mean, whenever I busted my shin open, that's basically what my whole leg looked like. So, well, I mean, like it looked so bad, man, that you would think that they wouldn't even let somebody wrestle with it looking that bad because I mean, it looked bad. Well, for what they said, uh, apparently, once it's uh, to a certain point, you can't really hurt it anymore. And I guess they said it was like completely torn off the bone. He still had to be in pain, though, man. Oh. Like- God no! Uh, and then and then to come out and do a cut a promo and then let Seth Rollins beat on it a little bit more before. Oh yeah, I was gonna touch on that, uh, but yeah. So that's what ends up happening is uh you know Cody talks about the match and how his feud with Seth is over and then uh, Seth comes out shakes his hand so you think oh okay well I guess Seth respects him now and then Cody starts to go back up the ramp and here he comes out with the sledgehammer to the back. And then just starts beating the shit out of his chest. <laughs> What's up, Tornado Tag? Thanks for hey, joining. Tornado Tag, yeah, thanks for joining. Appreciate it. Big T, thank you too. Uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, I went straight to TikTok and I was just like, man, Cody, give it a rest, bro. Like, we appreciate <laughs> it. Like, I mean, it is awesome that he was just like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna go out there and fight, and we're not gonna screw up the main event because I mean, WWE doesn't have much at, as it is right now, so. That's pretty big of them to uh, to do that. Well, uh, all I can say to that is bye bye Cody for about four to eight weeks. Is it four to? Eight? I thought it was four to six months. Oh, is it four to six months? Yeah. Shit, that's ooh, that's yeah. That makes more sense because eight weeks is not a long time to heal from a pec tear. Uh uh-uh. uh no. I I you know the obvious the obvious theory is that he'll come back and win the rumble. Well, I have a theory on uh what they're going to do about him being gone later. You actually brought this theory up to me and I don't like it, but we'll see. Um, or maybe it was uh, Jay at work who brought it up to me, but so uh, then we get a recap. So next we get a recap of the hell in the cell women's triple threat where Becky got robbed by uh, having Oscar beat and Bianca throwing her out the ring and pinning Oscar for the title or to keep her title. 
So uh, that somehow uh, turns into Becky versus Dana Brooke for the 24-7 title. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're doing. So are they like, are they doing, are they like trying to get Becky to be like where she's at, like rock bottom, like she can't even win 24-7 title, like that she's just lost it. No, well, like I mean, gonna, like, build she back only up. lost by a roll-up due to interference from Asuka. So, I mean, is it just me or does like half or like seventy-five percent of the women's matches end on a roll-up? Seventy-five <laughs> percent of the women's matches shouldn't even be on the show. But <laughs> speaking of roll, I have to. I need to write that down because uh, I just that made me think of the main event. All right, yeah. I don't know. So, the twenty-four-seven title is. Well, I mean, it's it's where they send wrestlers to not matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. So if she's going to be contending for that, then, well, sorry, Becky. You're one of the best talents there, and they're just wasting you. That's some. That'd be some typical WWE shit. So, so my question for you is, are you excited? Because they announced John Cena returning on June 27th. I could give two fucks about <laughs> John Cena coming back. You know what? Whenever I heard that, this is this is exactly what I said. As soon as they're like, John Cena's returning on the 27th, I'm like, to promote what? I mean, supposedly he's coming back to wrestle. So, I mean, he's going to have he's going to feud with somebody. I'm not sure, but I Dude, don't give a fuck. He's only coming back so he can have a fucking match at SummerSlam. That's it. Cool. He'll, he'll build a match at SummerSlam. He'll wrestle a couple of shit matches on Raw, maybe even on SmackDown, and that'll be that. And then it'll go back to making shitty movies. So the uh, the next segment was uh, Miz and Maurice come out for Miz TV. Now this was no- good. I like this. <laughs> One of my notes here is Maurice is so hot. Yeah, this is a lucky guy. But uh, yeah, that dress was something else. Oh yeah, they they came out to promote their new season of uh, Miz and Mrs. Which I don't even know what season it's on. I've never watched it. I heard. I actually watched. Out. I actually watched the episode because I think it came on after Raw, and I it was just on the TV, so I left it on. It wasn't bad. Typical reality TV stuff. I did like. Uh, I did like Maurice's comment about how nobody really know has heard of Green Bay. She's yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's messed up. Typical heat check right there. Oh yeah, I love shit like that. Then uh, then Riddle comes out. Some animal comes out of his ass, and him and Miz. I think it was a llama or something. Yeah, it, it was some animal that came out of his ass, <laughs> like every week. But him, him and Miz have a back and forth. Oh man, yeah he he started the small balls chant. Yeah, because he uh, first he attacks Miz's balls, and then Maurice says that Miz has average average balls. balls. <laughs> Miz loses his shit, and then eventually he gets to gigantic balls. But look. I, I like Riddle, okay, but he came out there basically just to challenge Roman Reigns. That's what that's what that was all about, which he did, and that'll be a great match. But <clears throat> I I hate I fucking hate the RK Bro four twenty says I just smoked your ass. <laughs> God, I hate that so bad. Well, you've never really been one for the goofy gimmick, the goofball gimmick. He's a it's goofball. Just, it's just so horrible. I enjoy. He's one of the only things I enjoy about <clears throat> WWE. But uh, him and Miz ended up having a match, and it was actually a decent match. So hey, Riddle's been having some really good matches lately. His uh his match on SmackDown, I think it was SmackDown against the Usos, where it was just him against the Usos. 
and he was basically tearing him up. And then, yeah, uh, yeah he's had some good matches here lately. I look forward to him fighting Roman Reigns whenever, you know, whenever that happens. Probably fucking. Well, like, like the match came like after Tommaso Ciampa attacks Riddle, but I don't even know why. Why did he attack him? That was so random, too. Like, yeah, what? Like, what is that? This, like, he keeps attacking just random people. I don't know. That guy's weird. I don't know what that's about. I like the way he looks. I like Ciampa, but I don't, I don't know what that's about. That's some AEW <laughs> shit. Big T says uh, Maurice's breasts are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculously delicious. I'm sure. Uh, so uh, you brought up the Usos. Well, they were in the next match. It was a tag team contenders match. Usos versus Street Profits. And they actually <laughs> won, which I was surprised. I, I expected it because that's going to be their next feud. Is against Street Profits. Do you like the Street Profits? Uh, I mean, they're okay. I don't. I'm kind of like meh on them. I'm, I don't like them, and I don't dislike them. I I enjoy uh, Montez Ford. I think he's fucking really good. Yeah, Montez Ford is, but he's a <clears> Angel- Angelo Dawkins is kind of you know plain. He's a big guy. Yeah, pretty. And he much. does big guy stuff. <laughs> They had an average match, though, kind of boring, honestly. And Street Profits ended up winning via count out. So they get to challenge Usos for the belt. So does that? So is that for the undisputed title? I mean, I guess that's all there is now. There's no more double championships like that. So, if, but if they're still carrying around both belts, do you think they're gonna like eventually have a way to split them, or do you think they're just gonna make a like a? Combined They'll make a belt? new belt. They're gonna make a new belt. Makes sense because they are talking about. I mean, there's they haven't officially said it, but I guess they're probably gonna get rid of the brand split soon. All right, so uh, so next up, Bobby Lashley comes out and cuts a fucking horrible promo. Dude, he he needs he should have stayed with MVP. <laughs> Yeah, he needs somebody to talk for him because he's shit. He is like the black Brock Lesnar. Like he need he just he needs a, a manager to cut his promos because he is him and Ronda Rousey are the two worst fucking promo cutters there are. They have the worst mic skills ever. Yeah, it, it was bad. And when Austin Theory came out, I was just like, thank God. <laughs> They needed to bring him out there so he could carry Lashley through the rest of the promo. But ultimately, what's going to happen is they're going to have a match for the U.S. title, Money in the Bank. I guess. I mean, that's that's what I took from it. I, I don't know. You think? Uh, you think that um, he'll yes, retain? He uh, no, I think Theory will retain. Honestly. Well, that's what I meant. That's why. Oh said yeah, theory yeah, will retain. yeah, yeah. Theory will retain. So how does a how does a small guy like Theory? So he'll win dirty. You think? Something's gonna happen. More than likely, probably. Or MVP will interfere, or Omos. I think that's over. I think it'll be someone else, and then you'll start a Bobby versus someone else we don't care about feud. Yeah, and then he can come out there and go, "Hey guys, uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, yeah, 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 Green Bay. I like you guys. Yeah, Austin Theory, I want to fight you for the belt." I'm going to take your belt and I'm going to take it home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so fucking bad, dude. They're so he's so bad. Ronda Rousey I mean, is the same fucking way, dude. All right, so that is bad, but you know what's even worse? Fucking what we had next. Veer Mahan defeats Dominic Mysterio via DQ. My comment on that is who fucking cares? I don't care about Dominic. I don't care about Veer Mahan. Yeah. I don't me neither. I don't even think I really like watched that match. I was probably like getting I, a snack I, or something. <laughs> I, I, I I did what I do with any match I don't give a shit about. I jumped to the finish and just watched that. And, and then the finish was a fucking DQ, so lame. So uh, your favorite person in the world came out next with his group Judgment Day, the lamest fucking stable God. I've ever seen. You know, I was talking with a guy at work about this tonight, and he was talking about how he loves Judgment Day. Like he's all, I can't believe you don't like Judgment Day. He's like, I love Judgment Day. I'm like, why? Sounds like, like a mark. He's like, what's the love there? It's like it's just. Ed's trying to be the Undertaker. It I and this whole like oh I I put in the work and uh, got no appreciation or no nah, 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 and I'm gonna find other people that feel the same way as me. It's just like <laughs> fucking lame, dude. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> and then they're all dark, dark and mysterious. Th- yeah, that's the whole thing. Is like it, no- nothing about that stable makes sense. It's like you're supposed to be dark and mysterious, but you're a bunch of fucking crybabies. Yeah, I mean the only thing that's dark and mysterious is about is like the way that they dress. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they come out and they uh, because they it was announced earlier in the show that Judgment Day is going to have a new member because apparently this is big fucking news that everybody cares about. That was really the only thing I was like. Uh, I, and this is where I thought Bray Wyatt was going to return, but it turned out it was Finn Balor. It was Finn Balor. Finn Balor comes out, and I on actually what I thought was going to happen was Finn was just messing with him, and then he was going to like attack him. Yeah. But no, it turns out he really is the new leader of Judgment Day because they all attack Edge and beat the shit out of him. And they put a fucking chair leg in between his fucking mouth and. Yeah, and had him in like a submission. Made him look like the bitch that he is. Yeah, let's let's hold on. Let's jump into this for a minute. Your hatred of Edge, I don't get it. It's like, because what he did to my boy Matt Hardy, man. I, I can't never forgive him. But he had some of the best shit back in the Attitude Era with the rated R stuff and the overrated R superstar. The overrated. Oh man, that's <laughs> you're going too far there. I don't know, man. It, I, I just, I've, I've never been a huge Edge. fan of him. How can you call Edge overrated and be mad at him for doing your overrated ass Matt Hardy wrong? Because you want to talk about someone who's overrated. Hey, you watch good. your mouth, okay? You watch how you talk about Matt Hardy, okay? Like, like a guy at work, my work says, Matt Hardy should be getting up every single day and thanking Jeff for the career that he has because he wouldn't have, have shit if it wasn't friend. for Jeff. Delete, 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 oh delete. <laughs> Horrible, but uh, yeah. So Judgment Day is still a thing now. They're being led by Finn Balor, and it's still fucking lame. Yeah. So everybody was all like, "Why did this? Why so soon?" Well, like Big T was saying, he didn't like the way that it, Edge didn't like the way the the direction of the team. So that's why Big they, T uh, has an interesting uh, comment here. Out. He said the report is WWE wanted uh them to go with the wizard angle with Judgment Day, but Edge flat out refused. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. blame him neither. I, I wouldn't do that stupid shit neither. I also there's also a theory that he's uh he was asking for time off, so that could be it too. Oh, I, I actually, since we're to that, I want to talk about what the guy, uh, my friend at work, said. He uh, he said that the rumor is, since Cody is going to be out for quite some time, that Edge is going to be like the new top face. That's what they're going to use him for. That's the reason they they turned him back, you know, into a face is because they need a, a big time face to carry the company. Which, but he's not uh, a good face. Yeah, that's the problem. He's a better heel. So he he only reason he was a good face when he came back was because he came back. Yeah, and everybody was like, "Oh my god!" Just like when Triple H came back after he tore his quads, and he was a fucking face for like a, a two few months. months. <laughs> yeah, and then went back to being heel, and never turned face again. Really. All right. So uh, up next, we got Omos defeating Cedric Alexander in a forgettable match. Yeah, I. It was so forgettable. You forgot that we even had to talk about it, huh? Probably wasn't even on your notes. I wouldn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't even think it's mentioned much in the in the notes in the recap that I have pulled up either. However, so. we got we got a treat. We got a, a great treat for the next segment because Ezekiel defeated Otis, which you know that was just kind of a man match, but then he yeah, calls but... out Kevin Owens for a rematch. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Owens, the national treasure that he is, God, comes out, and he uh, he agrees, but only if Zeke admits that he's a liar and that he's actually Elias, which he does. Yeah, he admits it, but he only admitted it just so he could get the match with Owens, and then he tells Owens that he was lying to him because he's a fucking liar. Yeah, Ezekiel is a fucking liar. I'm on your side, Kevin. That's because Ezekiel is Elias, goddammit. Kevin Owens is a national treasure. Man, that guy I, is fucking I have great. To get that out there. I'm going to say that every week because it's true. It is. It's true. Kevin Owens is one of the only good things about WWE. He's the, like one of the main reasons I watch right now, honestly. Uh, and the, the show closed with the Fatal 4-Way match they announced earlier in the night, which was uh, Bianca... Uh, the winner challenges Bianca Belair for the title at um, Money in the Bank. But it's uh, Alexa Bliss versus Dewdrop versus Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley. Before I get into this fucking match, Dewdrop has to be the worst fucking wrestler name of all time, or at least close to it. Yeah. It, and that's a big lady. That may as well just be her name. Her wrestling name may as well be Fat Lady, because that's all I think of when I hear Dewdrop. It just makes me think of fat. And I don't even know why that would make you think of fat or make anyone think of fat. I don't it, know, honestly, but it does. It just sounds like a fat name. Like who? But who came? Did Vince come up with that name? And like, uh, what's her gimmick? Her gimmick is she's fat. Weird. She did. She can. She. She can move though for a big yeah, girl she's, though. She's she's not bad, honestly. She's pretty good. She moves better than Nia Jax, but she uh, I don't know, man. It's like, uh, yeah. Then the, the name when I heard that name, I didn't even think it was real at first. I was like, is that for real? Are they for uh, real with that? Because because of her size and how she can move, WWE should have just made her like a monster, something like an awesome Kong back in the day. But instead, they make her look fucking ridiculous and hang out with Nikki Ash. 
You hate Mickey Ash so oh, much. I hate her so much. It's so fucking stupid. Is it because she's a superhero? It's because she's a carbon copy of uh, Rosie back in the day when he was doing that SHIT gimmick. Superhero in training. What about the Hurricane, man? Hurricane was was cool. He had some some good stuff. But uh, was legit. Closing the show out, Rhea wins that match, and that was the end of the show. Um, I do have something to say. Have you noticed how WWE tries to always, always have a women's match as the main event? It's been um, the main event on Raw for like four or five weeks in a row almost. I don't, I don't understand what they're doing with that, man. Like, I understand and, uh, and they, they for three weeks straight, it was fucking Oscar versus Becky Lynch every week. Same shit every week. Oscar Becky Lynch, Oscar Becky Lynch with Bianca Belair sitting out there watching the match. Like, okay, we get it. What what they, what they should have done because the only match that was that was on the card at all that would have been main event worthy should have been Riddle versus Miz. That should have been your fucking main event right there. Yeah, they should have, they should have had the Miz TV thing. Then they get they you know challenge to a match and not have the match immediately after Miz TV. You push it to the end of the night. But no, what yeah. they do, they have this shit way early and then close the show with a fucking match that nobody cared about, really. I mean, the match was actually really good. It was a good match. The Fatal 4-Way? I thought it was a good match. It was all right. I mean, I, if, I mean if, if, if Liv Morgan is getting a lot better and uh, Rhea is just awesome. I mean, yeah, there's nothing else she's to a great fucking her. wrestler. Alexa Bliss is okay. I've never really been super impressed with her. And Dewdrop is, you know, like like we said, she's she's decent. But I would have liked it better if it would have just been like Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley instead of adding those other two in it. Did you did you see that roll up thing they did where they like rolled around the ring? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it was cool though. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty cool. They, I wonder if they were like practicing that. On at and like it had just happened on accident where they were like, "Oh look, we can roll all around the ring in like a ball." Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what what's what's going on. I'm worried about what WWE is going to do in the future because Cody was like their hope, and now he's out. So, well, this is my thing about WWE, and I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here. Is oh okay, I, I don't understand. I don't understand this. See, and I've just gotten back into this shit, you know, last few months, but I don't understand the fucking WWE like thought process. You got fucking Roman Reigns who they shoved down our throats for years and years and years. And everybody fucking was like, no, dude, we're not fucking getting behind this guy. We're not getting behind this guy. They finally do right by him. Turn him heel. He's fucking everything. He's everything we thought he would be. And now they don't want to fucking use him. You know, they took him off the money in the bank card because Vince only wants them to wrestle in stadiums and they had to move it from out of the stadium to, to a arena. Like you should, he's the fucking champion. Exactly. And you don't even, and, and all these part-timers fucking Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, fucking John Cena coming back. Like, I don't give a fuck. I want to see people every week on the show. Even if they're, even if it's just Roman yep. coming out and cutting a fucking promo or something. Like, I get that the dude needs some time off and he's been fucking doing everything. But, I mean, then put the strap on somebody else. You gave both fucking belts to some guy that's not going to be in the fucking picture for months. Exactly. It makes no fucking sense. And actually, I just saw 
something where they were talking about he's probably not going to be at Money in the Bank. So no, that's what I'm saying. He yeah. is not going to be. At, they, he was on the card. They took him off the card because they only Vince wants him to only wrestle in stadiums. That's so. Funny. And they had to. They Money in the Bank was supposed to be at at the Raiders the Raiders football stadium, but they didn't sell enough tickets, so they had to move it into the arena. I will say something about that though. That is kind of like old school WWE. And like back when they were WWF. And the reason I say that's because your big stars like Hulk Hogan and people like that, you usually wouldn't see them for a couple of months wrestle. I mean like there it would be like two, three months at a time before you actually saw them wrestle. Once in a blue moon you might catch them on like the Saturday morning show or something and like a tag match or something, but it was rare. Yeah, but they would still like be there and like they'd still build be building the their yeah, they, match. They, they would cut promos. They they'd have to cut promos and then they just I mean, I'm not saying Roman needs to come out and wrestle every fucking Thursday night or Friday night, but he needs to fucking be present. He's the fucking he's the fucking undisputed champion. Yeah, we, there's no other champion. I agree. Why'd you we, give him both belts? You, if you wanted him to go, just give someone else that other let somebody that's gonna be there every week fucking hold the belt. Like, no, I agree with you, but it, he needs to at least be putting out promos. Even if it's I mean, like he was a, showing up with the Usos uh, during their tag shit with uh, with RK Bro, and he wasn't wrestling, but he was there, and I he mean, was cutting even, promos. Even 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 promos from like his home would be fine. Like him just doing, yeah. like, you know, when they do the little satellite things, that shit would be fine. Just as long as you see him and you hear him, that's what's important. It just doesn't make any sense to me, and it, that's I, why I don't really. I watch WWE for the podcast, and that's it. <laughs> so, show I said my my closing is the show overall was mid. I give it a C <laughs> just because it had some good segments. Yeah, I gave it a C minus. It was average. It was good though. There were some things in there where I was like, okay, this is cool. Like the Cody Rhodes, the Judgment Day thing was interesting. And uh, yeah, some of the matches were pretty decent, but other than that, it was there was at least like match. for me, I give I gave it a C because there was at least two good matches, and there was at least three good segments. So that's enough to give me. A, plus, I mean, this that show's just too fucking long, man. Three hours is just too much. Yeah, it really doesn't need to be three hours. They could just knock it down to two. Yeah, definitely. All right, so moving on to AEW Dynamite. So we open the show with the Battle Royal. Yeah, let me talk about this fucking Battle Royal. Oh, please, because I fucking hated it. Okay, so it made no sense at all to even have this fucking Battle Royal because there was no top guys in the Battle Royal. It was all mid guys, mid card guys. They were. What are you talking about? Eddie Kingston was there. He's Man, like the fuck biggest Eddie Kingston. Exactly. Fuck Eddie Kingston. And did you we'll did you see later. how and look at how sloppy he was for wrestling? Fucking oh, don't sloppy worry. motherfucker. We'll, we'll talk about we'll, we'll get to this. Don't worry. So it didn't make Continue. any sense because oh, you what they should have just done is said Mox get you know Mox is the interim champ and he's gonna fight Tanahashi at fucking uh, Forbidden Door because they put out this pointless fucking match with. <laughs> Like they're all every single mid Carter in AEW, 
all the top and everyone's going where are where's fucking adam cole where is let, fucking... let me interrupt you for a second and just ask you this one thing how did you like the five fucking guys coming out at one time shit yeah, that's they how they do it. They call it's it a so casino. It's a casino battle royale. Some it's, I hate it. It's I hate that shit. And uh, but back to what I was saying, it was all everyone's one sitting there wondering like, where's Adam Cole? Where's all these guys that you know we want to see fight Mox? And then it turns out like Adam Cole is fighting for something, some other fucking thing, and. <laughs> Miro is fighting in the new fucking belt that AEW just made. Uh, oh, let's see. Fucking Wardlow is going to fight 20 security guards next week. And oh, no, he's going to. Well, I mean, all this stuff gets addressed later as to why they weren't. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it was fucking pointless. Am I, what I'm trying to say is it was fucking pointless. There was no yeah. reason to have it. Yeah. They should have just they should have just said Mox is the interim champ and he's going to fucking fight. Or Mox and Tana- Tanahashi are gonna fight each other for the for the belt at Forbidden Door, and and call it a fucking day because it honestly was just a waste of fucking time. The whole thing. It was. I I didn't like anything that happened in it. Uh, my my notes on it are this: is like I said, this match was a fucking disaster. I can't wait. I couldn't wait for it to end. Kyle O'Reilly wins, which I love the guy, but it makes no fucking sense. No right sense. Not. He's so early into his debut in, in AEW that that he's not like you said when we were talking, he's not a draw yet. Like they did put on a hell of a match, but we'll get into that. Uh well, after that, Mox cut a pretty good promo backstage where I like how he said uh the forbidden door belongs to him. I, yeah. I like that. So yeah, it was a short promo we cut backstage, but I liked it. It was good. Yeah, I love Mox. They uh, they announced that CM Punk surgery went well, so all we got to do is wait for him to heal up. And then they, I think he's going to be out for a few weeks, for the four to six weeks. That's probably who I was thinking of. I got it mixed up. But um, and then they announced a new title that is called the all uh, the All Atlantic Championship. Yeah, that has horrible. It has like uh, it don't even have it has flags that aren't even like Atlantic countries on there. (laughs) I I will say I I like the design of the belt though. I like how the belt looks. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like their version of the Intercontinental title. But my whole thing is like you have you have the TNT title, you have the fucking championship belt, you got the tag titles. You got this new fucking belt, but then you also got all the fucking Ring of Honor belts from all the fucking Ring of Honor guys that you got. So, like, is just everyone in AEW going to have a fucking belt now? I mean, Big T makes a good point here. He's talking about how the bummer for Kyle is that you knew you already knew he wasn't going to win. Like, yeah, winning the that, Battle Royal was pointless because... It was just... It was, it was Tony Khan doing his fucking... Dream fucking shit that he does. Dream booking bullshit. He's like, let me just throw all these guys in here. Do you know what the best part of that fucking whole thing was? What's that? When the fucking acclaimed and the ass boys got together in the middle of the ring and scissored each other. That's right. That was the the best fucking part about that That shit. That was the best part when the acclaimed came out. That was it. It was the only good thing about it. That's the only good thing about it. Eddie Kingston come out there looking like he was fucking drunk and stinking. And he did. Do you see his fucking stupid? As soon as he got in the ring, like, what is that? 
God, he's terrible. He's and so like, sweet. since you pointed it out, how bad he is now, it's just like, it's like I watch him with a fine tooth comb now. I'm just like, dude, ugh. like when you pay attention to that guy, he is shit. Like when you look past all his Brooklyn bullshit, he's shit. I mean, I'll, I want to talk more about, well, I'll, I'll, I'll rant on Eddie a little more later because he, he makes a, another fucking appearance, but <laughs> so I want to talk more about that championship though. So it's, they're going to have an eight man tournament to decide the winner. Uh, you had the you had one match immediately following it, which was uh, Pac versus Buddy Matthews. Uh, Pac ended up winning that match, yeah. But like all the people who are in the tournament represent like an area. Like Buddy Matthews represents Australia. Pac re- represents represents England. Ethan Page for Canada. Miro for Bulgaria. Penta for Mexico. Malachi for Netherlands. And then you got two New Japan stars. But that's going to be your tournament. Is uh, Ethan Page versus Miro. Penta versus Malachi, and then two New Japan guys are going to go at it. So one of those guys is going to be your champion, your all-Atlantic champion. I'll be right back. Hold on. All right. Uh, so I'll, I'll go ahead and touch on this while, while Dustin's away. Uh, up next, after that battle royal and uh, them announcing the belt, Eddie Kingston cuts a sloppy-ass promo backstage. And he proves my point even more. He, he's just, he's just not good. I don't understand the appeal for Eddie Kingston to anybody. His promos are sloppy. His wrestling is sloppy. He challenges Jake Hager. He says the same shit every single time. And, but and, and you know people will say, well, Austin said the same stuff every time too. Yeah, but Austin was good. Eddie Kingston's not. Austin made it interesting. Yeah, Eddie no, Kingston always said the same shit all the time. Yeah, Eddie Kingston every week is like, oh no, fuck that. I'm I'm going off script. We're gonna fight now. He even pulls in the damn guy that was trying to tell him to hurry up, you know, because his time was up. He's like, he's like oh, don't no. tell me to hurry up. Don't tell me I'm the tough guy. That's yeah, his I'm, fucking I'm the tough guy. I'm the tough guy from New York. God I can't stand him. I just can't stand him. <laughs> Yeah, I, when he came out in the battle royal, I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, is he gonna win?" Because he was pretty much like, honestly, he was probably the most top guy in that whole thing. Oh, dude, if he would have won, but you know, they don't want to do him versus Moxley. That's the only reason he didn't win. Because that's his buddy. Yeah, that's his buddy. They. I don't know. Moxley needs to like. Moxley needs to pick new friends. That's what he needs to do. Or just he needs to bring Eddie Kingston in, you know, after the show and be like, hey, man, we, let's work on some wrestling. Like, you need to become a better wrestler. No, what he needs to do with Eddie is he'd be like, no, you know, Eddie, I got a great idea, man. Um, how about uh, you just, like, be my representative, like Paul Heyman? Yeah. You, know, you, can, you can just be my advocate. That's honestly not a bad – I mean, honestly, that's – if you think – if you really think about – what Eddie Kingston does every week on AEW, that's pretty much what he does. Yeah, there you but go. He, Look, there's your role for Eddie Kingston right there. You get him a you get him a stable, he puts it together, he's the leader of them. He doesn't wrestle, he just manages all of them. He calls them the Brooklyn Brawlers, because they're all I guys who like to fight. They are now. That I mean, but except that he, you know, gets in there and wrestles. But I mean, it's pretty much what he is now. He's got a faction, he's the leader of the faction, he's the mouthpiece. And uh, but he just also likes to fight and you know walk down like a zombie with a can of gas and try to set Chris Jericho on fire. And he looks like he fucking stinks. And he definitely looks like he stinks. He does wear some cool shirts 
and jerseys though every week. I'll give him that. You're, you're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're right. That's the perfect description. Actually, he's your generic pull string wrestler. He's got five sayings every week. He's well, actually, he's only got five moves too. So, I mean, I don't even know. I I don't even know what Eddie Kingston's moves are because Fucking. he doesn't have any. Yeah, he he throws hands. That's his moves. All right, uh, enough ranting on Eddie here. So, uh, yeah. coming up next, we got uh, Hangman had a match against David Finley, which. Don't get me wrong. That was a good match. It was a damn good match. But, like, why is anybody going to give a fuck about this match? There's no history behind it. They just threw it together like AEW always does. Like, hey, these two guys are good. Let's make them wrestle. It's another Tony Khan fucking wet dream match where he's like, yeah, let me put these two guys together tonight. And everyone will be like, yeah, woohoo. What they should have done it's had Adam Page fight somebody else and then have the Finley guy come out and like challenge him or something. Exactly. Or, or something. jump him. Yeah. Just anything to like build it some in some way. Well, we had uh, we had Adam Cole doing commentary on this match and he was rooting for Finley, which is kind of weird because you don't know why he would root for Finley, but like I said, it wasn't a bad match. Hangman still has shit facial expressions. He looks mentally challenged, honestly. And his fucking promos are, uh, his promos are Bobby Bobby Lashley level. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good match just didn't make any fucking sense. So I mean, well, like, but there was an end result to it because uh, in the promo he said he wanted to fight Okada. So what do you think about that? That'll be a good match, as long as he. As long as they never pan in on Hangman's face, so they has he ever fought? Because he was in New Japan too, wasn't he? Page. Uh, I think he may have fought him in one of the uh, G One matches before, but he's a better wrestler now than he was then. So he's a very good wrestler. He just—I don't know if he would do better with a different gimmick, or or if he's just one of those guys that's not great on the mic. Well, what's good about him going versus Okada is both of their finishers are clotheslines. So, you know, hang, uh, Hangman's is Buckshot Lariat and um, Okada's is the Rainmaker. So, how'd you like that cowboy shit chant at the end of his match? Did it get your dick hard? No, it made my dick crawl up inside my body and hide. Never want to be seen cowboy again. Shit. Cowboy shit. Uh, so next up, we have Tony Schiavone inter- interviews Wardlow, or the War Dog, as they're calling him. Uh, I, yeah. the, fan, the fans are—I mean, he's over. Fans like him. I love that. Uh, I love that he doesn't come out to to the music at first. He lets the fans like chant him in. I think that's fucking cool. Yeah. And then his music hits like after he comes out. But I mean, for for what it were for what it was, his promo was was decent. Honestly, they, like. What he's doing, okay, so uh, actually I have two fucking points on this thing. I love that they're going to put him in the TNT championship hunt. Like, yeah. that's what they should be doing with him. That that's was one of his announcements. That should be his, uh, th- his direction of his push because he, even though he's a monster, he, I don't think he should just jump right into the title picture. I think well, that's – This is what I liked. The, I liked his reasoning for why. Because he said he wants to wait for Punk to come back, 
challenge him for the world championship. And he just straight said, he's like, it's not time for that yet. He's like, I have unfinished business with Scorpio Sky because I got robbed of taking the title from him once before. So now I'm going to, you know, basically uh, give the belt, you know, some meaning again and not yeah. treat it like a, a prop. And every once in a while, AEW does some good shit with their booking. And I think they're so far so good with the Wardlow thing, except <laughs> there's a fucking butt in there. That fucking lawyer guy. I can't remember his fucking name right now. Mark Sterling. Mark fucking Sterling with his fucking stupid security. Like, just drop that shit, man. It is fucking dumb and lame, okay? I don't want to see Wardlow fight 20 security guards on tomorrow. Tomorrow well, he night. has to, man, or he's going to go to court. Man, that is so fucking stupid. Just <laughs> He should be fighting somebody in the TNT <laughs> title rankings or fucking going after fucking Scorpio Sky's buddy. Fucking can't remember his name right now either, but something to, like, build that. Like, You know what was funny to me about that whole thing is Scorpio Sky comes out after Wardlow says that, trying to look all intimidating and completely fucking failed. I think his, I think they fucked up and didn't hit his music because wasn't that weird how he just like walked out to silence? It's not usually I, how that. I goes. actually prefer that. I hate whenever you're trying to have somebody like come out and you hit their music because then it's like there's no, there's no like um, surprise to it. It's like there's no element of surprise. Don't hit well, someone's music when they're doing a run in or uh, you know a. There's surprise, surprise coming out. Well, yeah, and I don't know. I just did, I I loved everything up until the fucking lawyer guy was back in there with his fucking. I mean, how many more squash matches does Wardlow need? We got it. He's fucking powerful. He's a beast. Now, can we watch him actually wrestle? Uh, well, he's gonna take that title from Scorpio Sky. So just look forward to that. Oh yeah, so, definitely, definitely. So, the, so next up, we have the Young Bucks. They appear in a promo and say that they want their titles back. I know people hate on the Young Bucks, but I love their backstage shit. Like th- to me, they're funny the way they act. Yeah, but which I'm surprised because you're not really big fan of funny guys. So, but they've always been that. Like they've always been kind of kooky. So it's not inconsistent. But well, uh, what they, do you think about the? Uh, let me let me tell you my notes on this. You're gonna love this. So this is this is what I have wrote down. I was like, young folks appear and say they want their titles back. Two old men come in. Oh wait, that's the Hardys. Another <laughs> old, <laughs> another old man comes in. Never mind, that's Christian with Dino <laughs> Fuck and Tarzan. Bottom line is there will be a triple threat, and the champs don't look happy about it. <laughs> why, man? Why are you always hating on Jurassic Express, man? It's just such a stupid fucking gimmick to me. I like it. I like, I, I, like Jungle Boy to me could be a big star if they would drop this stupid Jungle Boy shit. But you need to play in on the fact that he's a movie star's son. Make him play to that role. Make him be like, hey, I'm a movie star's son. I, you know, I'm fucking awesome. But instead, they got him acting like fucking Tarzan, riding around on a fucking dinosaur. Well, I mean, I think eventually that will end. They have, I mean, they have to end it eventually, and and I think, uh, I think that kid is, you know, he's young though, so he, he right, where he's at right now is perfect. Yeah, he he's he is still kind of green, so I guess it's good for him to have some shit that doesn't get him too noticed right now. But uh, I mean, 
So, so how do you feel about that match, though? A triple threat, Young Bucks versus Hardys versus Jurassic And it's a ladder match? Yeah, you, missed, you must have missed that part. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Christian threw it out there. He's like, you know, the match that me, he, that's what he said to the Hardy boys, you know, the match that you and me made famous. Which I think it's weird, though, because they, they kept Jeff out of a match like two weeks ago because he was injured. And it's like, oh, okay, is he, is he good to go now? Like, I don't know. As someone who really is likes, is he ever going to go anymore? Look how he looks now, man. Is it, he looks like he's constantly in pain. Yeah, I honestly wish they would both just hang it up, dude. They, <coughs> thank they you. For, thanks for thanks for the memories, but you know, y'all put your body soon enough, man. It's it's time to. Yeah, and what is Jeff relax. gonna? Is Jeff gonna take some some more dangerous fucking bumps when he just fucking? I don't know. I'm like you. I'm like you, especially when it comes to the Hardys. As far as that stuff goes, it's unnecessary. Well, we have uh, we have two more matches before the show closes out. We got Thunder Rosa defeating Marina Shafir to retain. I said, who cares? Because I mean, just again, poor fucking booking by AEW. They they bring in fucking this chick who only wrestles on AEW Dark, and yeah. no one's ever heard of her before. She's wrestling Thunder Rosa, who's a really good wrestler, and puts on good matches. I mean, they put on a decent match, but like they're so like where like Chris Statlander or fucking. This is what they should have done. Anybody, since, dude. <laughs> since no one knows who the hell Marina Shafir is, really, because unless you watch Dark, you're not gonna know. Have her come out to the fucking ring to call out Thunder Rosa. Have her come out there, make the commentators be like. That's Marina Shafir from AEW Dark. What's she doing here? Then she gets a mic and she's like, I know most of you probably don't know who I am, but, you know, just some kind of little fucking promo speech. Then calls out Thunder Rosa and Thunder Rosa being the fighting champion she is. She's like, you may not be worthy of a title shot, but I'll give you one because I'm a fighting champion. Boom. There you go. I mean, if she's going to be a fighting champion, well, can we please have her fight people? Because, you know, what my first thought was is when Marina Shafir came and interrupted her promo and was like, I want to fight you. I was like, who? <laughs> who is this? Exactly, because nobody knows who the fuck she is. There's so many good women in, in AEW that just get, like, there was so many other options for that that could have made it a lot better. I think the women's division is very, very weak in AEW. I, I don't think there's all whole lot of really good talent there. And, I mean, there there is some women who have the potential to be good, but they're still all too green. You don't have your Charlotte Flairs or your Becky Lynch's or Bianca Belair's there yet. You just don't. You got Britt Baker, you got Thunder Rosa, and you got a few others, very few others. But that's Jade really Cargill. Good. Jade Cargill's even green. I like what they're doing with her, but she's Chris still Statlander. green. Chris Statlander's good. Statlander's good, yeah. But the thing is, is like, there's no storylines with any of these women, so who fucking cares? I know. They just well that the only storyline they have in the women's division is Thunder Rosa is a fighting champion and she fights randos every week. And then Jade Cargill goes out there and fucking talks shit to Tony Schiavone. And I guess she's gonna fight with uh she's feuding with Athena now. So so like you I, I'm always harping about how I just don't like Thunder Rosa. I think she's great. I think she's phenomenal. I think she's one of the best wrestlers there. But I just don't like her, and I can't figure out why. But I think I finally know what it is. Let's hear it. 
I think she reminds me of Amanda Nunes with the way she talks. And that's why I don't like her is because, you know, I cannot stand Amanda Nunes from UFC. Did you like watching Amanda Nunes get her ass kicked? Oh, boy, did I. Julianna Pena, too. I, at least it was by someone I liked. That's what I liked about it. So. Uh, we forgot. We we forgot to add something to the. Uh, we for, we missed something in the AEW card. What's that? The debut of Will Osprey. We did. I did forget to mention that. Yes, Will Osprey. He he came out during the which segment again? Uh, it was uh, FTR was or. Damn, what's that other guy's name? Gutera, whatever. Sammy yeah, Gutera. Right. He was saying how, you know, I want FTR at Forbidden Door, and FTR came out, and then and then Will Ospreay and his gang jumped on him, and now they're going to fight Friday. And you spoiled that for me. I did. Well, I, I was at work. Because, see, I, I, like, you apparently are a big mark for the guy, but I just discovered the guy about a month ago. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's fucking awesome. I actually – I mean, I actually think Osprey may be the best wrestler in the business right now, like pound for pound. Like as far okay. as like promos, the wrestling ability, he, he's, he's really good. The only, the, one, the only one that even I would compare to him, like this – another guy that's like one of my favorites is Jay White. But yeah. I, no secret, I'm a huge New Japan mark. It's my favorite company out of all of them, so – I can't wait till you get in to start watching some of this and know some of the people and so I can get your thoughts on it. But we'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, let's let's finish out this uh, AEW card here. Uh, Thunder Rosa did defeat Marina Shafir, and if we didn't say that already. But uh, <clears throat> Mox versus O'Reilly. Kind of lackluster match, honestly, for me, compared to what you know we usually get out of O'Reilly and Mox. Well, I mean, the motherfucker had to fight in a goddamn battle royal f- to get to that point. Like, I didn't. I thought they were fighting next week or at Dino or at Rampage. I didn't realize they were fighting like that night. Another thing that just made no fucking sense. So obviously, Mox won. Everybody expected that to fucking happen. It was uh, as soon as the battle royal ended. I knew who was going to win the match. But I there's something right. So that. Dynamite went off the air right after that match. I had a serious fucking problem with, with, with that and what happened. You have the belt outside, the AEW belts outside. The winner of this match is going to be the interim champion. So if we're crowning a new champion here on the show tonight, why are they not holding the fucking title in the ring? The belt just sat there on that podium They're the not, entire no, fucking time. You misunderstood, and I did too. They're not. There, he's fighting Tanahashi for the belt. Oh, so there, he's fighting Tanahashi for the interim championship. Yeah. See, I yeah. thought that too. And then I realized... They probably should have made that more clear. And then I realized, well, nothing was clear. The thing about the Battle Royal was clear. I didn't even realize they were fighting tonight. And then, like you said, I was I thought someone was, I thought someone was being crowned champ. And then I well, realized, so I. after I started listening to it more closely, what they were saying... I was like, oh, no, they're not crowning a champ. The champ gets crowned at Forbidden Door. So, so there's this, like this all is, these this theories. Is where, like, this is where it got confusing is because at the beginning of the show, they said the winner of the Battle Royal will chow- will get the right to challenge John Moxley for the interim 
championship challenger match, I guess. Is that what they were trying to say? Basically, yeah. God, that's so fucking stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> just like, you know, poor AEW shit right there. I, honestly, because you just told me that, I, I want to rank it even – I want to give it even a lower rank than I already did my grade for this show. Anyway, oh. my grade for AEW this week was a D. Oh. I, I thought I thought almost the entire show was absolute shit. There was very little to fucking like about this week's episode. Yeah, I see. I had it ranked higher than that. I had it at a at a B minus. Oh my god, how? But now that we've been talking about it, I kind of change, and I've been thinking back on on it. Now I'm kind of. Hey, like, you're not set in stone. You can change your grade, buddy. I mean, I, I don't know, but I enjoy. I will say, I enjoyed. Dynamite more than I enjoyed watching Raw, so I'm gonna give it a C, just a straight C. Well, it stays a D for me, which means Raw wins because I gave Raw a C this week. So, I only reason why Dynamite wins is because I enjoyed my experience watching Dynamite more than when watching Raw. See, that's, that's complete. That's completely how I felt. I was opposite of that because with Raw for me, even though Raw was a mid show this week, at least it was mid and not fucking terrible. I felt like Dynamite was terrible this week. See, like the Battle Royal thing threw me off at the beginning, and then it kind of started to to redeem itself. And then they had the, and then like towards the end, it was like, meh. I I didn't mind the Moxley match. I thought it was a decent match for you know a guy that was fresh and a guy that wrestled in a fucking 20 man battle Royal. Right. Yeah. Before. Those battle Royals are easy matches, man. Mostly you're just pretending to do stuff the whole fucking time while they're focusing the camera somewhere else. Yeah. Well, and Kyle, and, and Kyle O'Reilly's a fucking machine when it comes to conditioning anyway. So, well, I don't know. I'm looking like there's some good shit coming up though on, on rampage and dynamite. There's like uh, they got the hair versus hair match with Chris Jericho and uh, yeah that's that's coming up uh, that's coming up they got the ladder match with Jurassic the triple threat ladder match Will Osprey fights tomorrow night against FTR ooh I, I definitely can't wait to see that what do they call that uh what do they call Will Osprey's faction United United the United Empire United Empire I don't I want to keep saying United Kingdom like obviously that's not it um. So there's a there's a lot of good stuff coming up. Hopefully it delivers. But yeah, I had if, I don't if know, Will Osprey's there, I'm there. Yeah, I'll have to so make yeah. sure I, I get it on time so I can watch it. So yeah, I gave you my login for New Japan so you can start trying to watch some of that. I would recommend uh, if you're gonna jump in, watch the Best of Super Junior Finals. Don't worry about all the the leading up to it. Just watch the finals. Skip about halfway into the show until you see uh, Jay White and Bullet Club in a, tr- a tag match. And then uh, watch it from there, though, because everything after that is going to be watchworthy. And then definitely you got to watch Dominion coming up because Dominion is like their big pay-per-view. Is that like so, their WrestleMania? It's not their WrestleMania, but it's like their SummerSlam. Ah. So. Well, we do need to talk about one more thing before we go, and that is MJF. Yes, let's touch on MJF. So we got some theories here. So what is so? Let's go. 
with your theory first. What's your theory? I don't know if I completely believe this theory. It's just one that I came up with. I wouldn't say that I believe it. I just thought about it and I'm like, hey, it's interesting. So my theory is that what if this is all a work, but the only people in on it is Tony and MJF. Like they are keeping everyone else in the dark because it's the only way to like keep it from getting out. I mean, if it's true though, what they said about the exec, the TV executives, that could have been a really bad idea. Yeah, on, but, but I mean, Tony is a billionaire. He can throw money at any situation and sway it in his favor. So. I mean, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm, where I want to say it's not a work anymore, but I'm not ready to commit to it yet to that theory of thinking. But if this is a work, dude, this is probably one of the best works of all time. Well, let's say that it isn't. Let's say that it isn't a work. So what? Where do we? Where do we go from here? I mean, is MJF just? I don't know. Gonna man. Just wait out his contract. Is Tony going to release him from it and fire him? Give him a no complete cause for thirty days. I mean, like what? I don't. What are we looking at here? See, and it could go many different ways. I think MJF would get buried in WWE personally. What do you think about the people who say that he is being like kind of a bitch about this whole thing and should just, you know, write out his contract and get more money afterwards and stop wanting it earlier? Because like people are making the argument, you you know, he's complaining about these WWE guys that are making more money than him, but they have already paved paved the way they've already done their time in the business. So that's why they're getting that big money. They're not getting big money to wrestle anymore. They're getting big money just to be a presence. And honestly, they're there. A lot of them are out there like coaching some of these younger guys. Like Brian Danielson is coaching Jay Cargill and you got William Regal in there, you know, I'm glad you brought up Danielson. The fact that he got another concussion is worrisome. Yeah, that's not good for him. Because that's like, uh, you know, that's what put him out the first time. So if he starts getting him frequently again, you might not see DB anymore. Or Brian, yeah. or, or Brian Danielson, rather, instead of Daniel Bryan. We'll see, him, we'll see him at the beginning of, of the main event at Dynamite, and he'll say, and this is the main event. <laughs> uh, Big T, to answer your question here, they uh, I don't think they've announced it yet. All they said is two New Japan wrestlers. So it's Well, it's Tanahashi and somebody else, and they did announce it. I well, just it, can't don't be ta- it can't be Tanahashi if Tanahashi's fighting for the, the world no, title with Mox. No, no, they're fighting this weekend for that spot. Hold on, wait. We're talking about the North, the the Atlantic Championship. The two New Japan guys that are going to fight in that tournament. That can't be Tanahashi. Well, they said they mentioned something about it. How he had has to win. Tanahashi has to win at some NJPW thing to get. Oh yeah, he's fighting. He's fighting a New Japan guy for the rights to fight Moxley. Yeah, that's, that's what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's got to fight Hiroki Gojo, but that's not that has nothing to do with the Atlantic Champion, the All Atlantic Championship match. This no, is he was two other New Japan that, guys. He was talking about the NJPW thing this this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he was talking about the other thing. Yeah, I understand now. 
But um, I don't. I'm still curious who those two New Japan guys will be for that tournament. But it's but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Tanahashi versus Hiroki Goto. So, but back to MJF. Like I don't know. I I feel like Tony Khan. Okay, so what you were saying about his him in the contract. So what I've heard is that he, they actually offered him a big contract, but they said, we'll give you a big contract, but you also have to sign an extension. And he doesn't want to do that. He wants to, he wants to just get the money. And how much of an extension is the question? I don't know. But I mean, honestly, like if I was him, I wouldn't, I feel like if I went to WWE, I'm going to get, my character is going to get buried because they have the stupid fucking PG product over there. And MJF's just not going to be able to be MJF. Yeah, but they've been kind of loosening up on the PG thing a little bit lately. So well, they have to. They have to because they got to do something. And I mean, if MJF is a talent that he doesn't need the swear words to be over. All he would have to do is just insult every city that they went to and find something to insult about that. He could piss the crowd off enough just with that stuff. He doesn't need the the extra shit. <coughs> but uh, five years is a long time, man, because he's going to be in his 30s by the time he gets out of AEW, so I don't blame him for not wanting to sign that, that amount of time. Just stay with AEW because they're going to be bigger than WWE one day. I don't know about that anymore. We'll see. Maybe well, maybe if Vince, maybe if Vince dies, you know, Vince pushed his own fucking daughter out the company now. So, all right, it's crazy. Well, all right, uh, I guess let's go ahead and wrap this first episode up, man. Uh, just I want to say thanks to everyone who tuned in, listened to us. Uh, if you tune in later after the show's gone live, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. We'll be doing it every Thursday. If Thursday? anything changes, well. If any time any if any type of schedule changes happen, we'll be uh posting it on the TikTok, so follow that as well. Yep. Everything is the same. Keeping a kayfabe, uh, it's on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Yep. And it will be available on Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcast, and uh all, all of those uh podcasting platforms probably within the next two days. I just gotta get everything set up after this first episode. But uh yeah. But that's it. So until next time. Keep it a kayfabe. Keep it kayfabe. Keep it kayfabe.